Today's daf is daf Kuftes, page 109. We got only a few blot left, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we're going to miss Ksubis, but we're not going to miss it yet. Let's hop around what we have. It's like Simchas Terry. You don't want to, you know, it's like, it's like uh, you know, you, you were mentioning this. It's like the end of Yom Tif, and it's, like, it's a sad day, but it's such a happy day, you know? All right, let's keep going. And keeping the theme of Ksubis, Mamish, intensely today, we're, uh, we're going to see why it's called Shas Katan, a number of different topics, a number of different Mishnaisen. We're going to pick up from the very bottom line, of Kuf Ches Amad Beis 108b Alright, very bottom line We're up to the Mishnah Says the Mishnah A father-in-law is Paisik He paskins, he rules to his son-in-law He promises that he is going to give him a dowry Specific amount of money to support this young couple As they embark on creating this new home then he sticks out his foot. Where a bus mate, he sticks out his foot, he trips him. Meaning, he says, sorry, Charlie, I'm not paying anymore. Either he lost his money, he wasn't able to, or he tricked him, whatever it is. Okay. Says the Mishnah Vaitir on top of today's daf. Now, here's the deal. The dowry is generally paid after Arison before the suing. So they already, he already acquired her. They're married. He was promised a dowry for Nesuna. Nesuna never happens. So the Tanakama says that the husband could tell the wife, you're going to remain in Arusa until your father gives enough money, that gives us the money that he promised. Until then, I'm not obligated in Nesuna. Now, why is this a Chiddush? Uh, besides for being a financial Chiddush, we learned a while ago that, er, we learned early in Masechda, you only have 12 months from the time you agree to be married until you have to start supporting her. From here it seems there's no chiyuv, there's no obligation to support her if the dowry doesn't come through, even if it takes multiple years. Admin Aymer, but Admin argues. Admin says no. He says that's an unfair situation to the wife. She's kind of caught in the middle of this ping pong match. Her father promised money. The husband was expecting. And now the father defaults and he trips. He trips the husband. He says, I'm, come on. This woman's going to sit there until she gets white hair and caught a middle? That ain't cool. It's not okay. Let her say, Listen, if I was the one who promised, I gave a ruling on my, you know, on my account, I'm the one who promised the money. Tell me to sit till my hair goes white. But now that my father's defaulting, I should be the pawn? I should be the one stuck in the middle? It's not fair. What do you want from me? I can't say Peter. Either nesuin or divorce. You can't make me sit here. Amar Rabbi Gamil. Gamil says, Ryan is different. Admine, I believe that Admine is correct. Okay, really fascinating Mishnah, which the Gemara now has to come and clarify what exactly is this case. What's going on here? Zok the Gemara. Our Mishnah is not following the is not following the following Tana. Which Tana? The Tana you learned in the Brisa. Amar Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi says. There's no machlekes when the father-in-law said he's going to give money to the son-in-law who pushed his regal and then he stuck out his foot. He tripped him. He didn't follow through. The kala could say, "Abba pasak alai mani yichelulases." He says like this. Everybody agrees. Even Tanakam will agree that if it's strictly the father-in-law who promised the money, you can't use this kala. This bride as a pawn who, to be stuck there in between. So what, what's the case of our Mishnah? 
where the, the Tanakamba, we're going to call it, is not being completely unfair to her. What is that case? So Rabbi Yezir Buda explains, Al Sheposka hi al Atzma. See, what happened was, she's the one who promised as well. Shachomer Mnacham, they're going to say, So when she promised a dowry, she says, listen, I got a lot of money, I'm going to bring it to the marriage. And then it comes time, and it turns out it's not true, it's not there. So then the Chomim, the Tanakam, are going to say, you could, you know, uh, listen, she's the one who did it to herself. When I promise I'm going to bring money into the marriage, that's because I, I thought I had PhD. I thought Papa had dough. I thought he's going to follow through on, uh, on uh, my commitments, on my promise. Yeah? So, uh, now that my father uh, is not following through on my behalf, that's what we're saying, what I want to do. I can't say, don't blame me. Again, I thought my, my parents are going to follow through. I agree with Admin. Interesting. That, now that's Taka Chiddush, right? In other words, it's her own mouth. It's her own mouth that promised this in this case. Still, Admin is going to say it's not her fault. Because she could expect the parents, she could say at least, that when I made that statement, I was expecting my parents. Now, our Mishnah never mentioned this. So the Gemara is saying that our Mishnah is not consistent with this time. Because according to this Tana, it's only a machlaikas when she opened her mouth. In our Mishnah, there was no mention of that. Hence, the Mishnah and this statement of Rabbi Yisi, Rabbi Yehuda are not consistent. Again, why? Let's just, uh, let's just phrase this one more time. Because in our Mishnah, it says they're arguing even when it was the father who spoke up. While Rabbi Yehuda says machlaikas is strictly when she spoke up. If the father spoke up, he says they both agree. Okay. Tana, we learned in Hebrew. When does this case of Rabbi Yisi Rabbi Yudah apply? That's where the kala is a gedayla. But if she's a minor, if she's a katana, kaifin, we force the situation. Says the you force what? Kaifin laman, what are you forcing? If you force the father to pay, now again, what was the case of the bride? So she said, I'm going to bring money to the marriage. And then Adman says, no, she's really expecting her old man to pay for it. She's expecting the PhD. Says, it should be the opposite. What do you mean the opposite? If she's an adult, then we should force the father to pay. But if she's a katana, what do you force the father to pay? Because uh, an eight-year-old said, my tati's going to pay for it. <laughs> Come on. Kaifin means... If she's a katana, and now there's a default on the on the uh, expected dowry, then we're going to say you're obligated to uh, give a get. Why? Because she was an eight year old kid. She opened her mouth. She says, "My father's going to." Now he doesn't pay. You're going to make her wait. But why are you listening to an eight year old kid? Who's she to promise her, her her old man's money? You can't even have a tine on her. You know that's uh, that's what she's expecting. She's young. So Rubba says in that case, we're going to force the husband. To give a divorce. Again, if he doesn't marry her. If he doesn't marry her. Whenever Gamliel says, I agree with Admon's halacha, halacha that means we're going to follow Admon. So whenever at the end of a mission, remember Admon is going to give us seven rulings, we're not done yet. But whenever Admon gave a ruling, and Rav Gamliel says at the end, I agree. 
It's Rav Gamliel's stamp of approval that makes the halacha like Adman. Halacha Maisei. Amalei Rav Lerav Nachman. Rav says to Rav Nachman, I feel about Brisa. Does that apply as well in a Brisa? Because the Brisa we said before, where with Rabbi Yisroel Rabbi Yehuda, when he explained the machlekas of Adman, at the end of the Brisa, Rav Gamliel said, Rayan is Rabbi Adman. When do we paskin like? When do we paskin like Adman when Rav Gamliel made his made his approval statement? Is it only in a Mishnah or even in a Brisa? That's the Gemara's Shaila. To which, um, Yeah, I didn't say only in Mishnayis. Anytime Rav Gamliel puts a stamp of approval on an Admain statement, the Halacha is like him. Okay. Amr Rav Zera, Amr Rav Zera says, Amr Rav Zera says, Amr Rav Zera says, the two halachas that Hanan taught us, halacha ki yaitze bai, the halacha is going to come out ki yaitze bai, vos meint halacha ki yaitze bai. Whoever agrees with him. Alright? So, whoever agrees with Hanan is grecht, is correct. Shiva dwarm shamar adwain, in halacha ki yaitze bai. However, the seven halachas, again, we're not done what the all seven are, we're going to get a few more of them in the uh, further Mishnayis on our daf, but not necessarily in halacha ki yaitze bai. means, just because Rabbi gave a stamp of approval doesn't mean that that is how we paskin in practical application. Michael Amar, what do we mean? If you're going to say what he means is as follows. Whatever Achanan said. The halacha always follows Hanan and in turn whoever follows him. But the seven things that Admin says. That's not true. So we see we pass like Adma in either way. We don't only pass like Hanan and, and uh, those who follow him. We pass like Adma and Rav who pass like him. So don't tell me we don't pass like Adma in all these cases. Rather, what we mean to say is as follows. The two Allahs. Of Hanan Lachum Isaac Yaitzibai, the Lachum is going to follow him and those who agree with him. And Shnei Shiva Darm Shomer Admain, ain't a Lachum Yaitzibai. We don't necessarily paskin like Admain unless Hakum Isaac Halacha Bakula. Unless Rabbi Gamliel said Halacha is like him, then we're going to pass like Rabbi Gamliel. In other words, Hanan we paskin like Admain we don't unless Rabbi Gamliel comes and says, "Oh, what's, what's the kid? <coughs> it's just twenty lines ago." That whenever the Mishnah or Bryce oh. says... Okay, so Rabbi Ravinsky asking what's the Chiddush. The answer here is really that the Chiddush is like Hanan. Hanan. And now once we're saying the Chiddush is like Hanan, we're letting you know... Right. The, some people, it's kind of like... It's a, it reminds me a little bit of a, of a Maisa. They say when... when uh, um, we've told this over, it was Kedai repeating. When Rabbi Achanan Wasserman came to Baltimore to collect money for the Baranovich Yeshiva... So they, uh, they made a parlor meeting for Baranovich and they asked Rav Ruderman to introduce Rav Hanan. So Rav Ruderman uh, got out to introduce Rav Hanan. He said the following. He said, there's two types of tzaddikim. There's Shabbos tzaddikim and there's Yontif tzaddikim. What's Shabbos? Shabbos happens every seven days whether you like it or not. It's a mitzias. It's something that's just been put into the world. It's a day of holiness. What's Yomtif? When is Pesach the 15th day of Nisan? And when is Sukkot the 15th day of Tishrei? And when, when Klal Yisrael, when Bezdin says, 
that this is Rosh Chodesh, so 15 days later is going to be under. He says the same thing holds true with, with tzaddikim. Some people are Shabbos tzaddikim. They're tzaddikim because they're tzaddikim. That's it. It's like Shabbos. They're, they're Kaddish. Other people are tzaddikim. They're yomtiv tzaddikim. They're tzaddikim because other people in Klai Yisrael say they're tzaddikim. Right? It's like, oh, Chosher guy, why? Because everybody else is saying you're a tzaddik. What is that? He says, Rabbanon, he says, Rabbanon is a Shabbos tzaddik. He doesn't need me to give an introduction. He says, I don't need, he doesn't need me to say that he's a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik because he's a tzaddik. Same way Shabbos is, is Kaddish like, like Shabbos. That's a Gemara is, uh, right here on the table. Beautiful. We have a, a, a Sefer and Rabbanon right here. So, um, similar over here. It's like, Hanan, we pass like him with those who are following him. But when it comes to Admain, it depends. It depends. If Rabbi is going to say, not to diminish Admain, chas v'sholem. But Kaviyochel, when do you know when to follow that, that psak, l'halacha? It's, uh, it's what Rabbi says. Now we have a beautiful idea that we shared in Perkyavis the other week on the Mishnah, which says that, Kol machlek eshti l'shem shemayim soifu l'skayim. Any machlek l'shem shemayim soifu l'skayim. Both sides will have kiyum. Right, so um, uh, uh, in in some way, shape, or form, I'm sure Admin's opinion, uh, you know, c- comes back out to uh, impact halacha, but not in this uh, direct situation. Okay, says Gemara, it's not true. Whenever he says halacha like Amu, we pass like him. Omar in loyamar loy. Only when he says halacha like him, we follow him. If he doesn't say Allah is like him, we don't. So why does Rav Zerah say we paskin like Admain? It's not about Admain, it's about Rabbi Gamliel. Allah Gamar, rather, this is what he means to say. Shneid Varm Shamar Hanan, the two Allahs of Hanan, Allah Gamaitza Yachyotze, but the Allahs like him and those who agree with him. Shivad Varm Shamar Admain, but the seven things that Admain states, Yeshim Shlach Gamaitza Yachyotze, but sometimes we paskin like that. Yeshim Shainalach Gamaitza Yachyotze, but sometimes we don't follow him, but we follow those who are following him, meaning Rabbi Gamliel. But come, Makam Shamar Gamliel, right, is the very Admain. But any time you don't have Rebbe Gamliel saying that Allah is like Admin, then we do not paskin like Admin. All right, the tachlis, the purpose of that, we'll call it last uh, third of an Amud, until the Mishnah was to clarify what Rav Zerah's statement meant. When Rav Zerah said a statement, what did he mean? Here we go. Says the next Mishnah, let's pause, take a deep breath, and we're going to get on a brand new halacha of Admain. Alright, here we go. The next couple of Mishnayas are going to deal with property laws. Okay. Let me give a case. Reuven owns a field. Here's our introduction. Reuven owns a field. Reuven... Uh, Levy claims that that field is really his. And Reuven took it from him, whatever. Reuven moved on to his land. It's really his. Levy says it's really my land. Fine. But in the meantime, who has the land? Reuven. Reuven sells the land to Shimon. Now, if it's really Levy's, it's not a sale. If it's really Reuven's, it is a sale. Now here's what happens. When Reuven's selling his land to Shimon, he needs two witnesses to sign on the deed. Shimon needs two witnesses to sign on the deed. Guess who he gets? Levi and Yehuda. So Levi and Yehuda sign 
that Reuven is selling the land to Shimon. What's strange about this? Levi is saying, it's his field, but now you're signing on a document of sale that, Shimon's, that Reuven's selling it to Shimon? Why would you do that? Huh? Could it be he claimed it was his afterwards? He didn't realize it until later. Let's say he claimed it before. Claimed it before. What would you say under such a circumstance? See, here the mission give us two options. Here we go. Ready? One way to say it is, Levy, you sign on this. Sorry, Charlie. You you lost out. I mean, why'd you sign on a on a sale if you're claiming it's yours? You can't claim this land anymore from Shimon. Right? Is that, that, yeah, it makes sense? Good. But here's the flip side. After we say that to Levi, you know what he might say? I'll tell you why I signed as a witness. Because Ruvain's a, Ruvain's a stubborn brat. He's stubborn. I can't get anything from him. Shimon is a nicer guy. So I prefer that Ruvain's taken out of the picture. Let him sell it to Shimon. I'll take my land back. And then Shimon will claim it from Reuven. He's an easier, he's an easier catch, so to speak, to get it from. So when Levi signs on the document, how do we view this? Again, do we view it that you just lost any sort of nemanus, any sort of trust in this? Or do we say fakert? Or do we say give it uh, that he signed on it because he wants Shimon to have it because Shimon's going to, to give it? All right? So that's the uh, Shiloh here. Let's, say, let's see the Mishnah. A person is on the field. What does it mean on the field? He challenges. He challenges Reuven's um, owning the field. But then he signs on the document that Reuven gave to Shimon. Admin says, That Reuven, Levi doesn't lose his challenge to the field. Because really, he could just say, I wanted Shimon to have it, not Ruvain, it's easier to get my field back from there. No, what are you signing on it for? You lost your right. What the Chomer is saying is like this. You know what they're saying to Admin? We get your Svara, we get your logic. However, if Levi wants his field back, let him just hold his nose, let somebody else sign on the document, and then take it from Shimon. Why do you have to be the one to sign on the document? By you getting so involved in the document actually works to your disadvantage. Now, what's Adman going to respond? We can just imagine. Adman will say, no, maybe that's exactly why he's signing. He wants to make sure it's a done deal. <laughs> Let it go to Shimon. You know, well, that's going to be the back and forth here. How do you view this? Okay, really, uh, you can really hear both, both sides. All right. That is Machlokas number one. Clear? Yeah. All right. Here, next case. Let's introduce the next case. All right? So the next case is like this. When they would sell their land, when they would sell the land, how would they, um, what's the proper word? When they, they examine the exact parcel of land to buy a home, they take a, they, they, it's a survey, right? The exact uh, square footage of the land, make sure your fence goes up to a specific. So when they would fill out a document and they would sell a specific piece of land, they would write as follows. You're purchasing the piece of land. To the left of the land is Yisachar's field. To the north of the land is Zvulun's field. To them, and they would name off who owns land. Okay. So this is now going to give a case very similar to case number one, except here when Levi signed on the document of sale, it mentioned a border 
uh, field which was his. So that means that it's, uh, you know it, it gives a name of something that works to his detriment that he's actually claiming. So I saw similar acher. If let's say they make a simon, they make a mark on one of the borders that it should go to uh, somebody else. The halacha is ibed eschusay. Now it seems without a specific machlekes over here, but Levi's lost his chus. Says the Gemara. Okay, so over there, there's no specific machlekes. But you you signed on to this document, which uh, you know as as a witness, with without uh, protesting how they're listing who owns the field. So again, Levi's saying that it's his field, and then he's signing on a document stating that to the north is Ruvain's field, when he's claiming it's his, why would you sign on the document which says it's Ruvain's field, and you say it's Levi's field? What are you signing on that for? So then the Ibed is Chusa. You lose your Chusa. Amr Rabbi Abai says, Leishonu Ella 8. This is only true when you sign on as a witness. We say, listen, dude, why are you signing on if you disagree with who the owner is? If you don't like the way it's written, what are you doing? Avodayin Ibed is Chusa. Fascinating statement. Let's say you're judging a case that you have a claim against the field, and a document comes in front of you and you put your signature on it. And it turns out afterwards that the Dayan comes back and he says, oh, one second, one second. This document it says that Ruven's land is to the north. That's my land. So what, is, what do they do? Ruven pulls out the document. He's like, but you signed on this document that says Ruven's land to the north. How can you, Rabbi Dayan, go claim it back? So... Oh, so the Gemara is teaching us over here. Says the Gemara Vaiter, Tani Reb Chir. Reb said the reason why it's not an issue is Ein Ha'edim Chaysman Al Shtar Elam Kain Karu. The halacha is by a witness. You better very well read through every last word of the document. However, top of Amud Beis Ha'avol Dayanim Chaysman Al Pishalei Karu. So that's going to answer. It's very interesting. So when you're judging a, a case, here's what happens: somebody's coming to notarize a document. They they, they want to solidify a document in court. So they're going to come up with a document. What solidifies the document is not the Besden. It's the witnesses. So when, a, when a, there's a document in front of a court and two witnesses show up and they say, this is a valid document and we know that everything was kosher v'yosher, the Dayanim don't need to read the document. They just rely on the, they just rely on the testimony. Hence, if a Dayan signed, even afterwards he can come back and say... It is my field. Yeah, I didn't know everything that was written in it. I just relied on those witnesses. He's not, he's not being hypocritical. Okay, so a witness, we would be considered hypocritical. A dying is not considered hypocritical. Okay. Beautiful. Kishmaka Svara. Let's keep going. Two dots. Second line from the top of Kuf Tesom Rebez. Zokt the Gemara. Asan Simenachah, the Mishnah says that if... Um, if let's say the one who claims the field is his, Levi's claiming the field is his, he signed on a document listing the field belonging to Ruven as one of the borders. Okay. Amr Abayi says, L'shanu ela le'acher. This is only true when he sells it to somebody else. But let's say, if the field next to the, the, the border field is sold to him himself, he does not lose his right to uh, to challenge the sale. Why? If I didn't, if I wouldn't have signed on, he never would have sold it. He never would have sold to me. What are you going to say to me? That I should have uh, told the Adam beforehand that uh, I really have direct claim to this field. No, everybody's got a best friend. Everybody's got a best friend. What does mean? Everybody got a best friend. Yeah, I'll tell you and don't tell anybody else. I'll tell you and you don't tell anybody else. Yeah, everybody's going to keep spreading the news and eventually the guy's not going to sell me the field. 
So it worked to my advantage to get this document, get my hands on this, make sure the field, uh, make sure the field sold to me, and then afterwards I'll claim the field next to me. In other words, like this. Let's explain the case. Levy again has this claim against Ruvin. He purchases a field. In the field to him, in the sale to him, it lists the other field that he's also claiming is his as Reuven's. Why would you accept that as a buyer? It's, you say it's yours. He says, let me get my hands on this purchase and then I'll deal with that later. I told the them beforehand, no, 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 word's going to spread too fast and the seller's not going to sell me the new piece of land because he knows eventually I'm going to come claim the other one. He's not going to like me. and eh. oh, The whole deal will fall apart. Basically, as long as you have good svara, as long as you have good reasoning to explain why you did what you did to work to your advantage, we're going to trust that. Okay. There was a fellow and call him Levi. And he wanted to say that Reuven's ownership over this field is illegitimate and the field really belongs to him. And what he did in the meantime is he signed on as a witness which stated in the document that it's Reuven's field. He then challenged the ownership of the field. And then he died. So he challenged, and now he's no longer here to talk to you. He set up a trustee over the estate. Also, Apitropis, the Kameh Dabai. Apitropis came in front of Abai. Amarle, Apitropis. I'm sorry. Yeah, Apitropis comes to Abai. He wants to claim the field in place of the dead guy. Amarle Abai says to him, I saw Simila Acher, Ibed Ezzechusai. Sorry. He lost his chance. He lost. He signed on this beforehand. Right? And he wanted to do He wanted to sign on, make a purchase, where it was marked that it was Ruvain's. The border field is Ruvain's. And really, said, he lost his course. Omar, he says, If the father would be here, if the dead guy, the deceased guy would be here, I know what he would say. He would say he only signed on it because Yeah? He says only Telemechot. Meaning that um, maybe he agrees, listen to this, for a little bit. Maybe he agrees that when I signed on that Ruben's field is the border, it's only because he owns one foot. But the rest is mine. How do you know by listing the field as Ruben's that I mean, maybe Ruben owns one strip, uh, a strip a foot wide. I know it's the whole field. I'm going to let you shop your comrades. Okay, I hear you. You're a good lawyer. Yep. Domar Vechanan im ta'an va'amar telem echad. Asisi lechot naman. If somebody has that taina, it's taka accepted. You don't need to say it's the whole field. Okay. So the story continues. Zil havle mias telem echad. Sabai says, okay, I'll tell you what. Mr. Apitrapis. You want to claim that the father would have said that only one strip belongs to him, not the whole field. So give him that one strip. At least that you're minded to. At least that you admit to. The problem was, in that foot wide strip, there were palm trees that were planted, and that, that was worth a lot of money. Okay? I bought the field back. I sold him one foot, and then I bought it back. So that is a possibility as well. Yeah? So now, now it's in your domain, you don't really need to give it. 
So Abayi says, bottom line is, that he said, uh, whoever appoints an attorney, a trustee over an estate, better appoint somebody who's as smart as this dude. Because you always need to make sure you appoint somebody that is able to make claims that works to the best advantage of the assignment, the best advantage of the orphans. Okay. Beautiful Mishnah, beautiful Gemara, a lot to learn. A lot to gain from this, in, you know, in, in this area as well. You know, and when uh, just to share a little life on this, when the Torah uses the word orphans, Rashi says, The Torah speaks in general uh, terms for people in this situation. It doesn't really need to be an orphan. When the Torah states, A convert, an orphan, and a widow, you should not harass. You should not hurt. With words, you should not hurt financially. Rashi says it doesn't mean literally a widow and an orphan or a convert. It means anybody who doesn't have a support system. When somebody converts to Judaism, they leave their support system behind. When somebody is a widow, she lost her support system, an orphan. So people are feeling alone. People are feeling lonely. There's an added transgression to hurt them with words. We have to be, uh, we have to be specific. And sometimes it's double hard because sometimes there's a reason why people are lonely. Maybe uh, it's because people want to stay away from them. We still need to be very careful not to hurt them, uh, not to hurt them with words. And if somebody is not able to advocate for themselves, it's our achrayas to be good attorneys and to do what we can to be uh, proper advocates to ensure that, uh, you know, whatever we do, whether it's advice we're giving, whether it's, it's uh, defending somebody, but we're doing it to the best of, uh, of our abilities. Okay. Says the next Mishnah. Let's give a quick introduction to this Mishnah. Continuing on the laws of fields. Again, Admain's Halachas. A lot of fields do not end by a Rishos by a uh, public property. So very often, your field is surrounded by other people's fields. If your farm has farms on all sides, how do you get to your farm? So the halacha is, you're allowed to rely on pre-existing paths that people had rights to travel on to get to their land. Now, if somebody leaves town and those paths are lost to his field, what are his options? He doesn't know exactly where that path was, he can't prove where it was. In order to make a path, you're going to be taking away somebody else's property. Because it grew back, right? The, the vegetation grew back, and now it's not noticeable where the road was, where the path was. So what are your options now? Says the Mishnah, A person goes overseas, he's gone for a couple of years, comes back. The path that used to exist to his field, amongst the other fields, is gone. Admin says, what you could do is go to any direction and take the shortest road to your field. You could make that your new field. You could make that your new road, even if that wasn't your pre-existing road. You could take the short. You could make the shortest road back to your field. You got to pay a lot of money for it. Whatever they want to charge you, it ain't yours. It's their land. You want to? You went overseas. That's your own problem. If you want land, go buy it. From one of the surrounding owners, oh, you frach bavir, go get yourself a helicopter. Huh? You said there was a. Yeah, or fly. Or fly. 
All right. Samachoikas here. Whether you have a claim to the people surrounding your land or not. Now the Gemara is going to clarify the case. What's the reason of the Tanakama? Amman has a good time. What's Arban saying? It ain't your field. You better pay for it. I'm sorry, just the opposite. Arban says you go the shortest path. The Chum say you're going to have to pay for it. Says the Gemara, my time with Rabbana. Why do you have to say for the Rabbana? Arban is saying something that's logical. Now, why is it logical? So, there was a path there. One there was a path. Now, the only reason why Arban is logical is because, what would you say? Why is Arban logical? There was a path somewhere? Yeah. How do you. But as we're going to see, that's only logical if one guy owns all four directions. Because if you have four people who own all four directions, each one can pass him off to the next dude. And say, hey, uh, Rabbi, I know, you're, I know you had a path, but that was in the Yenam's field. It's not me. So that's the Gemara is going to go through now. Four different people. So Admin doesn't make sense. Each person will pass him off to the next. I know it makes sense when it's one guy. I know I had some. I had a path through your property, but if you don't know I have a path through your property, we don't got nothing. Yachi, my time, Adman. Okay, so when it says that there's four different people, why does Admin say you could take any uh, the shortest uh, path? You might be stealing from somebody. I'll tell you why. Because these four different owners are coming only own it because of sales. From four different previous people, or even if you could say four of them bought it from one one guy. What do you mean? Let's clarify. Listen, to this gemara is beautiful. Again, the gemara is agreeing that if they were all original owners, that Admin is wrong. You're going to have to pay. But when they purchased it from previous owners, that's where the chum argue. Why? Listen to this. Everybody agrees. That if you have four owners now and they purchased it either from one guy or four guys, they could all pu- push them off to the next field. Say, don't take a path in my field, take Yanam's field. Keep You have one guy who owns all four directions, but he bought it from four previous different owners. So Ruvain owns all the land and he bought. From Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar. Okay? So Adman Savar, Adman holds, Mikol Mokim Darka Isle Gabach. He's going to say it like this. This owner who's got the field in the middle will say, listen, you own the field now. I certainly have rights to a parcel of land to use as my path. You're the sole owner. Okay? For Abanon Savar, the one saying, no, no, no. If you're quiet, you could be quiet. And if you're not quiet, referring to the middle guy, what Ruven could say is, yeah, I know I'm the only owner of the land. You want to take a piece, you want to take a, a piece of field from me without paying? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go sell it back to Shimon Levi Yehudi Yisachar. I'll go sell it back to them. Meaning, I don't need to give it to you now. I could go do a quick sale. Now it's four different owners and you're stuck. See, either you take a fair price for your path. This is going to be the Chachamim. If you take a fair price for your path, and I'll charge you, 
um, and, and you pay it, or I'll sell it back and you get nothing. So do you look at the cur- do you look at the current mitzias of one owner, or do we say no? There's no current mitzias of one owner. We'll say that that one owner, since he has the rights to sell it back to four people to sell it to four people, so he doesn't need to give anything. Says the Gemara, who There was a fellow who uh, who said to them, "Dikla lebaras, I want a." Um, you're not going to win out in, in judgment with them. That's the end of the statement. Okay. Here we go. There was a fellow who said to them, his family, the dekel, the palm tree, should go to my baras, should go to my daughter. Okay. Also, Yasmi, so the Yusayman went, and they split up his nechasim, his, uh, you know, his possessions. And the daughter didn't get a palm tree. So for Yosef thought to say this is the exact same case of our Mishnah. Why is it the exact same case of our Mishnah? Because we don't know which palm tree goes to her. Every son, after they divide the land, might have a palm tree in the land. So she'll go to brother number one. Say, give me the palm tree, dad. One. She says, no. <laughs> he meant the palm tree in the other field. And then we'll send her uh, duck, duck, goose. Yeah, well, some they're running in circles. So Yosef says, whatever the, the Allah is in our Mishnah, should be the Allah over there. Amalei um, Abayi, Abayi says to his Rebbe, me dummy. Is it, uh, could you compare the case of this inheritance to the case of the selling of the fields? In our Mishnah, each one could say, yeah, your path wasn't on my property. But over here, ready for this? The, before it's divided, the dekel, the palm tree, was owned by everybody. Before it was before it was uh, split up, so you can't claim that, right? If since they at some point they all owned it together, and the father instructed that it's given to her as a gift, so a, a, a palm tree pre-exists their separation. She already had a right on it. So So what do you do? What you do is like this: undo your undo your dividing rights, and then give her the palm tree, and then redivide it. But she does get it. One more Maisa, one more story. There was a fellow who said to them, his family, I want a palm tree given to my daughter. Shachiv, he died. Vishavik, and he left. Two half palm trees. He left two half palm trees. Okay, what does it mean, two half palm trees? If you look at Rashi, four lines from the bottom. Okay, so he owns a couple of regular palm trees, and he also owned a couple of palm trees in a partnership where he owned fifty uh, percent of the palm trees, and he's promising his daughter one palm tree. Yosef Ravashi Sir Ashi was sitting, and he was asking, "Mikaru inchi palgi dikla Can they give her the the rights to the fifty percent palm trees when a person tells his daughter, "I'm going to give you a palm tree"? Does to do two fifty percent, are they considered one whole palm tree, or did he mean an entire palm tree, which would go back to the previous uh, situation, which is she has to uh, get it first? of Mordechai So Mordechai says to Ravashi, "Hachi Amar Avimi the Palgi Dikle Dikla." Yeah, they do call ownership, even if it's fifty percent in two palm trees, it is called a palm tree, and hence 
the um, the brothers have a right to say to the, to their sister or the daughter of this husband, uh, the daughter of, of uh, the, the deceased who was promised the palm tree, will give you the rights to those two partnered trees. We don't need to give you an entire deco. Okay, beautiful. We'll hold it here. We got up to to Beshem tomorrow. Pick up the mission on top of Kofiud. Ahmed Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, Chabra.